You know how sometimes when you stretch, you also fart? No. What, what is that? <laughs> would that be a, would that be a strart? A strart? <laughs> a fetch? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's good. Welcome here, kids. It's 226. No, 222. 222. 222. It's 726. July 26th. I'm getting my numbers all jumbled. But jumbled? But jumbled in my noggin. Uh, it is July 26th, episode 222 of On Taking Pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Photo creative blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I like the blah, blah, blah. Is it, are we especially blah, blah, blah today? I, you know, okay. Do you have your bleep button handy? Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. So last night, Fielding and I go to see Brian Ferry. Okay. At the Lincoln Theater, which is a lovely theater in DC. Okay. Never been there before. It's beautiful. One of those old timey, yeah. you know, built in the twenties. Uh, Duke Ellington played there. You know, it was it was uh, what did they they called that street Florida U Street? They called it the Black Broadway. Yep. So a lot of jazz artists played there. Just this beautiful historic building. And uh, Brian Ferry played last night. Uh, who uh, 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 opener was a, a, a woman named LP. Okay. Blistering set. I mean, just. What a voice on this woman. Incredible. LP, look her up. I'm oh, it's telling right, right next to Ben's Chili Bowl. Yeah, right next to Ben's yeah, Chili I, Bowl. I used to live right over there. Yep. <clears throat> um, so great voice. Parts uh, Nico Case, part uh, Maria McKee, maybe even a little early Gwen Stefani. And I mean that in a good way, not 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 in a bad way. I like I like Gwen's early voice. Um, but just a beautiful, beautiful voice, a lot of range, powerful voice. Can't say enough good things. Um, so, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Put away your phones, people. I mean, I swear to Christ, adults are worse than teenage children. Yeah. If you're not talking like it's your living room, you're checking your messages. You're looking at Facebook. You're, you're, whatever you're doing. Drives and, me nuts. And the, and the brightness is up all the way. Yeah. Cause you're too stupid to know the brightness thing. Yeah. Or, or here's the other thing that gets me. Guess what gang from the balcony, your phone flash isn't going to do shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Just stop. Just stop. Yeah. Well, see, most You're people are so annoying. But that's the case on everyone's flashes on normal cameras too. Like from they're at a concert and they're seventy, you know, five hundred feet away, oh. and it's like, oh, I'm just gonna keep the flash so on. Annoying. Yes. Sitting there texting your people or looking at the whatever. Yeah, enjoy the show. At. Thanks. Thanks. Yep. Because yeah. what I really paid for is to look at your Galaxy S7 all night. I don't, uh, yeah, I personally have a real problem with that. And I really don't understand why it's such a problem for people to just, for, for people to demand yeah. people. Your put life their is not away. that important. Okay. No. I'm telling you right now, your life is not, unless you are a neurosurgeon on call yep. or In which some case, sort get of, a beeper. Yeah. You're not that important. Yeah. Okay. Let, let, it's, it's just rude. 
it's rude. Yeah. And you're ruining it for everyone else. This is why I we almost never go oh, out to see shows anymore because so of what you're feeling right now. It oh. ruins it for me. No matter how good the show is, there were I, I went to see uh, it was Jackson Brown show that I went to a few months ago. I think I talked about it on the show. Yeah. But like there's these pe- people in front of us like on their phones the entire time. Yeah. And then like singing at the top of their lungs the entire it's like Okay, first of all, you don't even seem like you want to be here. You're checking your phone the whole time, and then you're singing at the top of your lungs when I'm here to see that guy sing, not you sing. Yeah. yeah. And this is yeah. not like it's a super loud, like Guns N' Roses show where it's so loud that it overwhelms your singing. Oh, I can so hear your singing. It's a theater. Oh, and, and then the Wonder Twins behind us. This is great. Do they so, activate form of a form monkey? of stupidity? Yeah. Shape of an idiot, and, yeah. and totally succeeded on both counts. Yeah. So. <laughs> the 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 guy wanted to take video, right? So his date, wife, other, whatever, he wasn't getting enough light. So she says, I'll turn on my flashlight. Ugh. So she's got the flashlight on and he's got, he's re- trying to record video. And I'm just, I'm just seething at this point, right? Ugh. Ugh, Wait, video of the stage? Yeah. And they think that the, <laughs> flashlight on your phone is going to make any difference. <laughs> yeah. Did you say, yeah. you know, I, as, was like, I just, I turned around and I'm like, really? Yeah, you, yeah. You, you realize that does zero. Yeah. The, well, when we went to that aliens thing, like there's this whole thing at the beginning, the, the owner of Alamo draft house comes out and says, please, we're here. There's the Alamo draft house rules. No phones. No, no, blah, blah, blah. Please put your phones away. Everyone's clapping. Yeah. That's why we're here. And then like this kid in front of us pulls yeah. out his phone in the middle of the movie. Yeah. And then Conrad and I are like tapping him on the uh, shoulder being like, what is, what's your freaking phone? He's like, Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. So here's the thing. If you're going to go to a concert. <laughs> don't be, go where Jeffrey's going. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> number one. But be respectful. Yeah. Be re- nobody's there to see yeah. your phone. Yeah. Don't be a douche. Of the show and of everyone around you. Yeah. So other than that, amazing. Amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. It's the third time I've seen Brian Ferry, and he was spectacular. Uh, uh, great mix of, of early Roxy, you know, like um, Virginia Plain and Do the Strand and uh, 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 Love is the Drug and, and then, you know, solo stuff. Um, I will say that the, if, there was a, if there was a low point... He okay. can't quite get there on more than this. Okay, I can see there. Because that, that's pretty high. That register is pretty high. And, and a lot of the songs were actually adjusted for his yeah, voice. Yeah, they swing him down a little bit. But uh, more than this was rough. Uh, you know, speaking of that, last night Paul Simon was on the DNC yeah. thing. And he did, uh, uh, I think, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Um, and he, wow, he really he's getting to the point where he can't sing anymore. Yeah. Like it was a little sad. Uh, so, I, will, you know. I will say this. Uh, it was terrific to see. I mean, my, my big takeaway was this is a guy who loves making music. Sure. Uh, had no problem stepping back and giving his young bandmates attention, focus, their time in the spotlight. Yep. Um, rearrange things uh, so that they were more contemporary um and 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 again just you can tell that this guy loves playing and he played solid hour and just under an hour 40 minutes 
Uh, they LP went on at eight on the dot. She did about a 45 minute set. Yeah. Brian Ferry went on at nine on the dot and played until Pro, pros. Oh yeah. Very much. Yep. Very much. Um, anyway, so barring the, the idiots with their phones, it was yeah. terrific. I, I, I wonder if there's any way to, <clears throat> it's sort of, I mean, we've talked about this before in the show in the sense in, from the point of photography, it's like know when to not take the shot. No one to yeah, put your that, well, camera that's away. The other thing. Your 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 camera phone shot from the balcony is crap. Yeah, it's it, you might as you well know, just don't do it. Just yeah. enjoy the moment. It's the same Take as it your fireworks shot with your phone. Exactly. It's crap. Yeah. Nobody wants to see it. Knock it off. Yeah. I I, I mean and, I try to be positive, but oh, anyway. <laughs> you just get positively pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like sounds like a Lethal Weapon title. <laughs> lethal Weapon Five, positively pissed. <laughs> well, it has the alliteration thing going for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, in other news, you got you got some Saul Leiter books. I got three new Saul Leiter books for my birthday. Are there three new Saul Leiter books to get? Well, I don't know that they're the, they're new. Here. So, which ones did you get? So it's the the. Black By the way, everyone's Light. drinking right now. Right. Uh, well, they should be. Um, it's uh, the. Uh, um, let's see. There's a German one that's just called Saul Leiter. It's in a slip cover by Vince Aletti and Adam Levy. It is no. Oh, okay. By Ingo Taubhorn and Brigitte Weishnick. Weishnick. Okay. Weishnick. Okay. Weishnick. I will find that one. Uh, I can. Terrific book. And then the uh, the Steidl two volume black and white. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's uh, uh, two volumes, interior and exterior, and they're the eight by eight size. So they they go with early color, which I don't have. I would like to get early color. To oh, I have early that. color. Yeah, yeah, I'd like a copy of that. Well, it's available again. Oh no, it's temporarily out of stock. Temporarily out of stock. So if anybody has a copy of that doesn't want it anymore, well, there's used ones you can get you know, too. Send it off. Oh, the used ones are going for like 150 bucks. Yeah. Well, look at that. But I'm worth it. I'm glad I got that copy of early color. Yeah. Wait, didn't I get you a copy of some book? Oh, it was the it was the edit the um, Dan Winter's book, right? Uh, yes. Uh, uh periodicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Periodical yeah. photos. That was at the Aperture Gallery that day. Yeah, that's a great book, and you can't Where get I met that. that listener whose name I can never remember. Such yeah. a nice guy. Uh, so fantastic. And here's the takeaway. Here's the takeaway from Saul Leiter. Yeah. Per pixel sharpness means nothing if there's not a compelling subject. True. I'm looking through these books and shot after shot after shot is soft or not just soft, out of focus. Yeah, well, that, that was kind of his shtick, right? But yeah. they're still compelling, engaging. The form is there. The eye is there. The composition is impeccable. Yep. Uh, it, it just... Quit leaning on the focus so much, folks. I, I wonder should, why. I, he, I wonder why he. Um, so, what are you worried about? Your uh, not out of focus stuff from your uh, pro. I guess I shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> right there, we just solved your camera problem. All right, boom. Uh, I, what I'm interested with Saul is to see some of the stuff from later in his life, because we don't uh, see a lot yeah, of. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that a lot of. Uh, I don't know that books have been done about that. Right. There's he, an, 
he walked around with a camera all the time. All the time, yeah. So I wonder what, what the thing what's is. the uh, what's the girl who is is kind of curating his yeah the state French now. woman whatever her name is yeah right she they they show her in uh, in no great hurry which if you have not seen that movie terrific documentary. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to make a joke about be in a hurry to go see in no great. Yeah, right, like, right. Uh, get on the stick. Yeah, uh, really great film. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes to that again. But again, I mean, it just it gets back to seeing that yeah. that are are we are we so preoccupied with some of the other technical aspects that we're that we're not seeing. I, I think that we're doing all of those things. And I, and I, you know, as much, yes, it's true that in many ways, Saul's pictures were not the top of technical perfection and whatever it is for, for his work it, that, that was not a, a major element. Mm-hmm. If you, if you shot, you know, to take your favorite guy, Gregory's pictures out of focus, they wouldn't work at all. So, you no, know what I mean? So no, it is, it is, it is uh, predicated on the subject, subject matter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just the way you want to shoot. He's another one who yeah. not always yeah. in focus, but more often than not engaging. Although I will say I like Moriyama's black and white work much more than I like his color work. And do you like the color work by Saul more than the black and white work that you've seen? I don't like As good it. as the color, as good as the black and white is, the color is even better or no? I, I don't see them... They fit. They fit together. Whereas okay. Moriyama's stuff, for me, it feels different somehow. And I don't know. Maybe I haven't seen enough of it. But that brings up an interesting question. Does does some work just inherently feel better in black and white? And yep. not because it, it it's it's a evokes a sense of longing. Not 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 because of that. But just the subject matter. Does it work better? in black and white. Well, it's, I, I, I mean, black and white has always been, uh, it's, it's about form, right? It's not about, it's like, it's giving you less information. So the information that you have has to be better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it forces a good black and white photograph in some ways almost requires, uh, more forethought or more quality in its, in its inception than color photograph. Cause you don't have the crutch of color. Yeah, but I mean, but then it works the other way, right? There are some sure. photographs that that, or some photographers who I look at their black and white work and I go, eh. yeah, sure. And it's arguably the same subject matter, yeah. But for I, whatever reason, it just doesn't work. I uh, I often take pictures and I will come home and I'll try them mono, mm-hmm. and and then I'll look at the color and I'll go and I'll, I'll be like, oh yeah, that black and white's really nice, and I'll like be playing with it, and then I'll turn on some of the color and I go, oh yeah, color's better. Like it's very rare that a black yeah, I mean, and white image I I prefer in my own work. Right. I, the yeah. only black and whites really that that come to mind for you uh, are the uh, the fifty five stuff that you did. Right. Yeah. I don't shoot a lot of black and white. Yeah. Um. It's just. I, I mean, I can do it, and I have done it, but it, but it, mm, it's fine. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I'll shoot black and white like in my Leica or something, just because it's fun to shoot black and white every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um. Some people love it though. Some people that's their thing. You know. I mean, does would do we ever figure out what Nick Brandt? How does he get that toning? He does that in post. Uh, he's shooting film. He's shooting uh, on two and a quarter. A, a some, I thought. Yeah, I thought he was shooting six seven, wasn't he? Even bigger yeah. than two yeah. and a quarter. So uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, it's printed digitally. Okay, so maybe uh, he must do the toning in post. He in says digital. he says there is not a lot 
of post going on. Yeah, but they definitely have that sepia feel to them. Most of his images, don't uh, they? I wouldn't say se- not sepia, sepia is, but like warm. They're they're warmed up a little, like bit. selenium. Yeah, okay, yeah, but they're they're definitely not just straight mm-hmm, desaturated mm-hmm. black and white, black and white. Um, yeah, uh, speaking of black and white, <laughs> uh, a bunch of us went and uh, uh, saw the Dean Arbus show at right. uh, at the Met on Sunday, and. Uh, you know, all black and white and all, you know, small prints. And Rena was there and she said to me, uh, you know, why, why does everyone need to print big? And I said, well, for, for, for certain things, big does feel better, you know? And, and she said, well, you know, I like these little prints cause they feel like little jewels. Sure. Cause they were, you know, eight by 10 kind of size prints. And were they, were they on eight by 10 paper or were they well, mad i, I mean they were i don't know let's say they were eight by 12 probably prints mm-hmm. or something, something like that uh, and then they were like matted in frames how, how um, much of a mat around them three inches maybe mm-hmm. three four inches like pretty big frames for what they are um i kind of like that i like a thick mat board small print it i mean again it depends on on the images some yeah. images warrant you stepping into them yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that there's room for small prints. It does drive me crazy sometimes when it's a, a big frame giant mat and the print is two by three inches in the middle. And I'm like, okay, this is not a Victorian era. Like, you know, like, I, I mean, for me personally, like it just, it feels too small, you know, mm-hmm. where I just like, okay, now I got to get in there with a magnifying glass. My eyes aren't that good. I'm getting old. Right. Um, but these, these prints were a fine size, although, you know, I could have seen them a little bigger. The thing is that most of them probably wouldn't actually hold up to being that much bigger. Right. They still look good. You know, they right. just, I mean, these are 35 millimeter, most of them. So it's, you know, you go a lot bigger than that, especially back then with old film and techniques, not amazing on a lot of them. And, you know, um, overall though, I think that there, there were like a hundred images. I would say a dozen of them like really stood out. And there was there was a lot of what I would say is filler. Although we've got some emails uh, from people who went to see the show and stuff, and people I've talked to who were like, "Oh my god, it's amazing!" And it's like, eh, "I was, I was, I was mm, okay. It was okay. You know, it wasn't it wasn't great, but it was okay." Uh, Previously unseen work or uh, all stuff that we've kind of seen. You know, in that's other uh, shows. some certainly that I have seen before, and some um, a lot that I haven't seen. But then again, I'm not the biggest follower of hers. So, you know, I, I haven't dug too deeply into her archive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it may be that these were, I didn't notice. I mean, I read the thing up front, but I don't remember if it said whether a lot of this was unseen or not. I do believe they were original prints though, like of her era, like she made the prints or, you know, uh, approved the prints. It was, uh, it was interesting and it was fun. And the way it was laid out was really interesting. It was imagine, uh, uh, plinths that go from the floor to the ceiling okay. that are, I don't know, uh, three feet across. Okay. And there's a frame on one side and a frame on the other side. And there are like plinth, empty space, three feet, plinth, empty space, three feet, you know, like all the way along in a line. And then the next row down is shifted. So like brickwork. So if you're looking straight in, you kind of see the next frame from the next row. So it's sort of like this forest of trees that you walk through, huh, right. which which I, I kind of liked in concept, but I didn't, I found myself walking around and going, wait, did I go down this row yet? Like kind of getting lost in what I had seen and what I hadn't seen. Um, so was was everything displayed that way? There's nothing on actual, on, on wall space? No. 
Well, there really? was a there was a back room with a handful of prints from other contemporaries and pre- predecessors, and then another little room with with uh, I think ten nine prints from this box set that she had made to send to some people. But like mostly, it was these things up on these like boards from floor to ceiling. I mean, it was kind of neat, but at the same time, it was a little it was different. And I don't know if that was necessarily better, but it was definitely different, you know. Um, but yeah, anyway, it was mm. it was fun. So if you're in the New York area, go see the Dean Arbus show. I give it a five or six out of ten. Uh, Dean Arbus uh, show, the Village Voice calls it a tour de force. Well, the Village Voice would. I don't know. Yeah, people like I've heard I've heard people gushing about it. It just didn't it didn't do that much for me. Um, it definitely if she like I was telling uh I think it was Connor's I I said she she's definitely the patron saint of hipster photographers. You know, like all the things that 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 sort of that that sort of millennial street look that a lot of people even are getting on Instagram. Uh hmm. she's she's sort of the it feels like she's the precursor of a lot of that stuff. I wonder um, why. Is it is it the the mystery surrounding her life? Is it the work itself? Is it a combination of all of it? Uh, I think it's. I think that. I think the mythology around her because of her, her young death. You know, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that's a big element of it. She ends up becoming a bit of like kind of a martyr to the art kind of thing. I feel like uh, to a lot of people. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, that's a discussion for somebody who's an expert in Dean Arbus, but. Uh, but it was interesting. It was interesting. What would you what would you classify her work as? Portrait? Um hmm. I mean if you had to if you had to It's interesting because most of the stuff in this show, a lot of it was here's the screen in this movie theater, like a picture of a girl on a movie screen. Or here's there were at least fifteen or twenty pictures from inside movie theaters where she's shooting up at the balcony of people watching a movie from far away Hmm. and you're like okay well that you know there's that stuff and then there's a lot of like walking around and taking a picture inside of a barbershop window or of you know a clown with his hat off or whatever it is so i think there was probably 20 30 percent that you could say are portraits in the sense that i think the person knew they were getting their picture taken um but i but i don't see it as portraiture in the sense of like you know let's sit down and and try to make a portrait of you i think it's more like you know do you mind if i take your picture snap you know and then moving on that's how it feels not to say that some of them aren't extraordinary it's just that they don't they don't feel formal in that way you know Hmm. um interestingly enough upstairs at the same museum there was an, uh, an exhibit going on of unfinished paintings from the renaissance until the early 20th century and that was almost that was fascinating. So there's like big giant Greco, you know, painting, and only part. It's only like hashed in what he's going to do, and it, you know, there's under under uh, layment of 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 like ochre or whatever the hell he's working on, you know, just to hmm. sketch it out. That stuff was actually arguably as interesting. And I even thought to myself as I was walking around, I was thinking, is there such thing as an unfinished photograph? Sure, I think so. I mean, there, or is it, or is there a photograph and it's finished, and then you can choose to do something else to it to make it even more finished or something else? You know, like I, I do a lot of post work on my pictures, but isn't the picture that I take isn't it technically a finished photograph? It's not like it's half exposed. Uh, it could be a sketch image. Know? It could be it could be a gesture that you're working through. It could be a composition that you're working through. 
Yeah, but so, it, I mean, yes, in a, I guess in a technical sense, the 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 chemical process has completed. Yeah, every, yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying is that like it almost feels like it's just sort of iterations on an idea versus being unfinished to finished when it comes to photography. Well, you know, you you said something either last episode or maybe a couple episodes ago about you would you would turn down work if it meant you could spend more time in post. Uh, yeah, I think, I think what I was saying was that I would turn down more work if it meant that I had to give up sort of completing the process of the right, stuff that I was right. doing. Yeah. Because for yeah. you, it's the whole thing. Well, maybe okay. I, 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 I would, I would argue against that. I, I would say that for you, it's not the whole thing that, that for you, photography takes place in a conversation and in front of a computer screen that the actual holding of the camera. Yeah. And you've said this many times on the show yep. that you don't really like holding cameras. You don't yeah. really like taking pictures. I, yeah. I don't like just walking around taking pictures. Yeah, sure. So for you, the, the there's the, the, the photograph is, is sort of a, uh, it's an interim step to get you in front of the computer where you really enjoy polishing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Although, although there are plenty of images that I've taken that I didn't, I did minimal work to, you know, uh, not everything I do takes hours to finish, you know? Um, mm -hmm. so, so in that sense, I think sometimes things are just what they are. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's interesting to think about that. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, if you're at the Met Brewer to see this other thing, go see the unfinished painting stuff because that's actually really interesting. That's um, good. I'll put, I'll put in these, uh, these links you found to the Arbus show. Yeah, they just they show some of the plinths. Uh, oh, yeah, so you can see what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, 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 a, it's a different way of doing it. I, I'm... I'm not sure if I really liked it, but, um, yeah, so they're showing almost all of the, um, uh, would you call those plinths? I'm just, I was, using I don't know. Word. I mean, they're they, fine. Give me a better word. Columns? I always thought the plinth was, was the base of the column. Okay. Like the so, column oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So what, what would you call these things? I don't know. They're just, they're just these floor to ceiling panels. Slabs. Yeah. <laughs> they're these vertical Monoliths. slabs. <laughs> Yeah, I always thought that the Okay, I I was using the wrong word then. Then whatever, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. Plinth is is what the column or the statue sits okay, on. Okay, so th this is these are just uh Big it is, but a variation. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting. And it's interesting also that in this uh this second link you put up, they're showing almost all of the portraity ones. This mm -hmm. like the ones they're showing of of like people portraits of people. I think these were a minority of the images. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. There were a lot of images that were just sort of like, you know, somebody walking by in the street or no people at all, or, you know, did you happen to look through the book that's, that they show that in this, in this, yeah, article, I Re did actually. revelations. Uh, yes. Oh, I, I read in, I looked at the, in the beginning book. I think those ah. are two different books. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it's, uh, she's never been a favorite of mine. So it's like, you know, I was flipping mm -hmm. through it and I was like, yeah, I've seen these. I think that her her work that you've seen that is very famous um, 
is arguably the most interesting work that I've seen. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I, I haven't dug deeper into Dean Arbus and gone, oh my God, there's a whole world here that I didn't under, I didn't know. You know, it's always sort of like, ah, oh, yeah, more of that stuff, which is cool, but it's just not my, not my bag. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was fun. Uh, so everyone should come to the next one. Uh, it was good. So, uh, where do you want to go from here? What, what do you have this worth, worth getting into video? <laughs> I think you mentioned this the other day. Uh, you were wondering whether it was, it was, it was worth jumping into, like, were you talking about from the, from an interview point of view? Well, I mean, video is something that I have been wrestling with, not wrestling with, considering mulling over, not wrestling. I just, I just pictured you with like a belt over your head going, right. Hulkamania. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And entering like, entering my, my little office studio space here, like Trump all backlit and whatnot. <laughs> um, no, I, it, there, there is a, an, an audience, a different audience that, that you can reach with video. Um, I mean, YouTube has shown that, that there are millions of people that you can reach with the right content. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess I've, I'm, I'm looking at it from, from a content perspective. I'm, I'm really trying to find a groove content-wise, um, both with, with, you know, sort of PD and figuring out what I want to write, um, trying to find an end to this book, which is taking far longer than I thought it would. Um, <laughs> Remember, Jeffrey, the first 90% takes 90% of the time. The final 10% right. takes the other 90% well, of the time. Well, you know, time. here's the thing. With, with regard to the book, it's, it's going to be terrific. And it is terrific so far. Um, I've talked to a number of photographers who all say the same thing that you're not going to make money on a book. So you might as well make the book you want. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing is I'm, I'm making the book I want to see. Uh, it is, it is it, one of the things that's challenging about it is it's for photographers. It's for fans of design. It's for, uh, people who arguably already know the material, but still think it would be cool to have. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make something that's, that's to my a, knowledge, a not out there yet. Yeah. yeah, it's not out there yet. So anyway, but the video portion, portion so there are a couple things. There's, there's uh, the distribution platform, which yep. right now arguably is YouTube, right? Yeah. Um, you know, some of these other things, I guess there's, you know, you could do live streaming at Ustream or, you know, whatever. But it, it seems that, that, YouTube is the go-to. Uh, but then there's all of the other technical considerations, uh, not the least of which is camera, which if you've listened to this show, you know that I have a love-hate relationship with looking for cameras. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then there's a the whole other skill set of, of producing video. When I, when I got into 3D um, back... Oh gosh, late nineties, yeah. um, mid to late nineties. I went from 2d to 3d and yes, you could argue that it's, it's an extension or it's kind of the same thing and blah, 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 but it's not, it's not the same thing at all because now you have to think about volume. Now you have to think about space. Now you have to think about how, how light and shadow and particles and all this other stuff interacts in your scene. So it's very different. Uh, and, and painting a two-dimensional scene and building that scene in 
what was then 3D Studio or Lightwave or uh, what became, yeah, what became 3D Studio Max uh, or Maya or Houdini or any of the other, you know, Cinema 4D, any of the other. It's very, very different. Yes. It's very different. Uh, even from a lighting standpoint, let's say that you, let's say that somebody gave you all of the elements. Now you just have to light it. Well, you know, there are point lights, there are area lights, there are linear lights, there's radiosity rendering, there's ray tracing, there's fall off, there's sure. there all these considerations. So I, I look at that analogy very much the way I look at video. Uh, now, instead of thinking about 125th of a second, I have to think about 30 pictures per second. Or 24 and, if you're cool. Or, yeah, well, <laughs> obviously I'm not. Um, so you have to think about color grading. You have to think about the hardware required yeah. to do this, especially if you're bringing 4K into the mix. Yeah, and lighting. Uh, and lighting, right. Because if you use a window light and you're editing, well, the window light is going to change over the time that you're filming the person. Exactly. Your and shadows are going to change. Your does color somebody talking, does, does somebody's face while talking in an interview add to or 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 change does it add to subtract from or just change the words that you would get from an audio only recording i don't know i mean that's another consideration is i love audio right. i love the intimacy of radio of yeah. of the voice of concentrating on listening rather than having to watch and part of that is because i came out of uh, I, I was, I was born the 19th as, as, century, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <go ahead. laughs> the fidelity of a wax cylinder. Um, I came out of a time when, when like many of you listening, where we actually would go listen to records and you wouldn't have conversations. Sometimes you would, but a lot of times you would just sit and listen to a record together. And yeah. it was this, this shared experience of listening to what was going on. Or, you know, I have, I have very vivid memories of listening to my favorite DJs when, when freeform radio was still a thing before it was just playlists. And we would listen to Jim Ladd. We would listen to even things like Dr. Demento or, or, you know, Joe Benson or, you know, some of the older DJs that have been around for a while. Um, so I love audio. And for me, I'm, I'm wondering just to your point, would I get anything more out of it? I don't know. Especially considering, as you said, with the, uh, with the book, how much more time is taking you than you thought it's it would. It's a lot more time. You know? Video I, is, is, is that way added to say an interview that you're doing. Right. And I don't want to just do, uh, a, a, a talking head in front of a black or white seamless. I want it to have some sort of cinematic quality for lack of a better word whether that means multiple cameras or uh you know different locations yeah. i don't know what that means yeah. yet that, so i'm that get, still that gets even more complicated <laughs> right yeah. right sure so I'm, I'm i'm really trying to to weigh out and and maybe it's a chance for collaboration which i'm completely open to because that this is the other thing if i'm sitting having a conversation with you yes but every few seconds, I'm looking over at a seven-inch monitor to check focus or to check composition to make sure you're still in frame and you're still tight and you're still exposed properly. I'm out of the conversation. Yep. And if you, you know, bring somebody else in, well, then there's another person you have to deal with and pay or, you know what I mean? Like that, it multiplies well, logistics. The, the, the pay isn't even a part of it. It's now, it's, it's, it's become something other than an honest, 
intimate conversation between two people, it's now, well, now there's this other person here. And if there's yeah. a sound person holding a sure. boom, now there's another person there. Yeah. I, so, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it, and, and because it's not sort of scripted entertainment, it's, it's what I'm trying to have are, are, uh, honest conversations. Does that affect the honesty that's willing to expose itself or that's willing to show itself? Uh, I would say yes. I mean, yeah. I, I have experience doing sort of quasi narrative shorts that I've done over the past couple of years, um, shooting with. SLR shooting with phones, shooting with black magic cameras. Like, you know, I've, I've done all that stuff, uh, with audio, without audio. I've shot talking head stuff, um, where, where, you know, I had to make all that work and edit it down. And then mm -hmm. you're standing behind the camera and then how do you, do you get the person looking into the camera? Cause you want that sort of intimacy, that sort of, uh, who's the guy who did, uh, fog of war. Uh, Oh Jesus. Uh, uh errol morris errol morris yeah you know get that weird that crazy where everyone you're on a teleprompter and they're on a teleprompter so you're looking at each other but you know like all this crazy technical setup to get that look yeah. um or or do you go for the oh we're having a conversation with the cameras off to the side and whatever it's just it's 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 a lot of work for Yes, there may be more of an audience for something that is video versus something that is audio only mm -hmm. um but but does that additional audience is that worth ten times the amount of work to to well to and that's that's what thing? I don't know it, again I I think and, I and an hour of video of two people talking is different than an hour of podcast yes like an hour is a long time to watch people talking on video right well and but that's to be fair that's part of the allure is that I would love to, to tighten to do, it up there there's a I think I've mentioned this this app. Um, it's a CNN branded, not branded, but CNN funded studio called Great Big Story. And they do these terrific little vignettes. They're two, three minutes long, in, out. And I love it. I love the way they're shot. I love the, uh, the, uh, the subject matter. Yeah. Um, that's something that really interests me, but I would love to do it from a space of collaboration. Now, in, in these pieces, you don't hear the me character. You only hear the subject. Sure. So in that sense, you know, I, I could have a conversation and, and not be on screen because I, I really don't want to be on screen. The, the, the whole thing would be, a, you know, 60, 80% shorter. Just from you not talking. Right, just from me. That's right. <laughs> There's my three minutes right there. Just, just me not saying anything. No, but I, I, I think, see, the, the, the part of the, the sort of conundrum is I think I could have more compelling, more engaging conversations face to face with people or different. Maybe they're not more compelling, but they're, they're a different type of conversation face to face with someone than I can via Skype or via phone or whatever. So I would love to at least try it to see if it's going to work, to see what the experience is like. Yeah, yeah. You know, and maybe it is a chance to collaborate with with some other people if they would be interested in in you know maybe we do half a dozen of them and see how they turn out. Can can I give you my two cents from being your friend for years? Yeah, sure. I think if you do it anything less than three cameras and lights in the whole thing, you're going to be disappointed by the way it looks, and then that's going to piss you off. Does that make sense? Maybe. Um, I've I've kind of seen the what I've what I've 
come to regard as kind of the benchmark for what, what I want to do. And it's, uh, I'll put a link in the, in the show notes, maybe yeah. it's, um, this series of, of conversations that the Dunhill company had. And I think we've rent, we've probably mentioned them. Uh, there's one with John Hurt. There's one with Brian Eno. Uh, and they're very simple. They're on a seamless, they're shot with a couple cameras. Um, sure. Terrific looking, very simple, but now I've got to have a space. Now I've got to have a space to to either get a subject or get the 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 the, the interviewee to or from. Yep. Uh, you know, there's there's just a, a, a. It's not just the technical. It's not just the artistic. It's not just the logistics. It's all of that rolled into one. Yeah, three lights. So, for the John Hurt stuff. Yeah, three li- three lights, probably three yeah. cameras too, because you've got yeah. you've got it looks like you've got one shooting 4K in front, you've got one from the side, and then you've got a roamer for details. Yeah, yeah. maybe two because you could do the 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 details in between takes. You mean the sort of ones where he's not talking, where he's like yeah. playing with his hands yeah. and stuff? Yeah, yeah you could yeah. do those after the fact. So, in fact, I think you probably would. Um, but you see what I mean? It's simple. It's elegant. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, 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 you know what it is with, with video, it, it, however it looks, it's probably twice as much work as you think it is to get that look. Not just you. I just mean in general, like it's, it's one of those things where it's deceptively complicated. I wouldn't be surprised if there were 10 people on the set making those. Yeah. But if you listen to somebody like, uh, like John Keatley's agent, this is where a lot of the industry is going. They want stills. They want video. Sure. In a commercial sense. So does that apply? Does that spill over? Does that carry through to, using the term very loosely, to an artistic project? One that's not necessarily a commercial project in the sense that it's not for smart water or Louis Vuitton bags sure. or et cetera. You're saying that, that, that should, if, if you're shooting stills, should you also shoot video to sort of create a multimedia project? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would it, would I have, would I have can still stand on their own can still stand on their own. Yeah. I mean, would it be more compelling to have uh, a written piece with an audio component and stills or video or a hybrid of something else. I mean, that's, that's the thing that, that I've been looking for for the, the better part of two years is, is figuring out that next thing because blogs by themselves don't, don't seem to be it. Right. Uh, unless you're sort of doing daily vlogs or making an idiot out of yourself on a daily basis, video doesn't seem to be it. I mean, yeah. the people that are getting the most uh, eyeballs on YouTube are the people that I find most offensive are 15 years old and playing video games. <laughs> so yeah, it's, 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 it, but it, there are those who have carved out, uh, a, niche, a, a, a niche for themselves. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a guy that I, that I subscribe to. I don't subscribe to a lot of people on YouTube, but there's a guy named Curtis Judd, okay. uh, who, who basically does, uh, how to get, the most out of your lighting and audio for video. And he does these terrific videos. They're short, they're to the point. Um, he, he comes off as knowing what he's talking about. He comes yep. off as, as very congenial, you know, but he's got, I don't know, 40,000 40, subscribers, 45,000, 45, 45,000. Okay. Yep. Versus somebody like 
PewDiePie who's got 45 million. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, you know, any any of the others who who to me are not demonstrating any real skill or value. It's just noise. Yeah. There I uh I I I it's funny you should mention I there's a guy named Punch Robert on YouTube. Okay. That makes tutorials of how to dance different okay. dances. Okay. And the dude's got well let's see, let's see how many he's got. Uh three hundred and twelve thousand things of him, you know, teaching you how to do the lean from the smooth criminal Oh uh-huh. you know what I mean, that kind of stuff. Um and it yeah, it's it's these people have huge, uh, huge audiences, you know. Um but <laughs> sorry, excuse me. You're right. Yeah, I just like I took okay. a drink of water and I inhaled it. Apparently, um, and 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 it, 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 it's it, but both of our examples we just gave are essentially how-to educational videos. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it, you know, it, is is the is is the real power in the sense that you said, oh, well, you're going to write something and you're going to do stills and you're going to do video and you're going to put it up. The fact that not that not it's not that it has three different media that makes it powerful, but rather the fact that you are catching people coming from three different angles. If somebody wants to read, they can read. If somebody wants to see stills, they can see stills. Right. If somebody wants, to, but that's essentially doing three times the work to get three times the audience. Well, that's fine, but if it equates to three times the audience, exactly. Or it, maybe it maybe maybe it's worth more than its parts or maybe it's worth less than its parts. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, maybe you get two times the audience, the the audience for doing three times the work, In which case maybe well, you'd say, well, that's two times the audience. And if there's, that's the only way I can get it, I'll get it that way. I, you know, I'd love to talk to or hear from listeners uh, who are, who are trying to, or have successfully integrated video into their workflow, into their, deliverables, whether you're um, an event photographer, a wedding photographer, um, or a fine art photographer, uh, a a boudoir photographer, uh, I would imagine that's, you know, how how are you integrating video beyond a BTS or or educational platform? And and is it is it worth the investment in time and in money and and in skill? Because that's the, you know that's that's another part of it. I I could maybe cut together something. Is it going to be artistically, you know, am I going to be able to do it as artistically as someone who is a video editor? No. Right. Who is a color uh, theorist? Sure. No. Who is a tele? You know, all all this yeah. stuff. Can we these... do all these things as well as we could do them if that's what we were only? Yeah. Doing? Chances yeah, sure. are no. Right. There's only you have only so much time, right? So, at what point do you say? you know what? I can't do everything. Right. Um, you know, my agent wants me to make, she wants me to try doing a time-lapse video. Cause those are all the rage right now of, uh, uh I don't know. She was just saying like to play just with time, go do a time-lapse. Well, she wants me to just like play with the idea of time-lapse and, and make something. And I was like, okay, well like sort of, you know, these time-lapse animations that people do, you know, where it's like a camera looking down on the ground and things are moving around, you know, jerkily, you know, they're almost animations. Um, Hmm. And it's just, it's, it's like, you know, I've been thinking about it and it's been bouncing around my head as I work on other stuff. And it's like, Oh, maybe I'll do something like that. But at the same time, like that's certainly not my passion. You know, you remember the, the, a couple of weeks ago, I did that little, that little animation stop motion thing of the fruit. Yes. That took three hours. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Okay. Took three hours. Yeah. I redid it 
four times and or whatever, how many times. And it, it, it takes a long time. Yep. It was fun. Sure. But, yeah. you know, again, if you're going to do that for, I, I just, I don't know where it fits. And I guess, I guess I would rather, if I'm going to, if I'm going to, if I'm going to experiment with my time, I would rather experiment with printmaking or encaustic or, or, you know, some other sort of yeah. physical media. Why, why isn't anybody telling the videographers that they need to start painting? You yeah, know? I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 it's exhausting. I think that, the, I th look, I think that they're fine. I think that I am competent at the level of video stuff that I do. I think it's fine. I could do that if somebody really wanted me to. Am I as good as, as somebody who really takes that stuff seriously? Of course not, because I don't right. do it all the time. And it's going to take you longer. <clears throat> yeah, and it'll take me longer. So why are yeah. you hiring? I mean, I guess you could hire me as a director to like, you know, make decisions about how something's going to then, look. But even then, you don't have the background, the skill, the experience as somebody who is a director. All, right, because that's yeah. what they do. So right. I, don't, I, I never quite understood the whole... I, I feel like it's a way for the people who hire people like me. And, and there's an argument to be made that like, well, people don't hire people like me enough anyway, so this is what we have to do to survive. I'm not right. getting into that. But just from the pure level of, it feels like companies trying to get more for less money. Sure. More well, than it's, it, more it's than no it is. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. More than it is any sort of, this is really, they want me to come up with some sort of, I don't know, video portrait or whatever the right. hell it is. Right? right. That really they're just trying to get more content for less and they're stroking me in order to get more work out of me. So it's like, wait, I'm getting squeezed, but somehow even the people on my side of the argument are telling me that I need to get squeezed. You know, it's like, enjoy getting yeah, it's, squeezed. It's very similar to, the, 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 the ads that I used to love to see, you know, looking for senior designers or art directors must be proficient in PHP and Apache yeah. and Ruby and all this yeah. stuff. Like, no, yeah. you're either on one side of the fence or you're not. I, and I accounting. Know a, and yeah, <laughs> I know a ton of people on either side of that. I know a handful and it's a very small handful that can do both. Right. Yeah. Certainly do both well, right? Exactly. I mean, I know a lot of people like me who, who can do a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything who are maybe better on the visual side, right. but can, can do some of the code side. That's, or how we made, that's how you and I made a living for 10 years. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> because we're the guy who could do a little bit of everything. Right. But, the, but that, but, but that only scales so far. As, sure. as somebody who's been writing PHP in notepad for the past 10 years. Absolutely sure. not. Right. Yeah. You and I can hack our way through a whole lot of things. Yes. Um, including life. <laughs> yeah. But at that point, I mean, at some point it's, it's, it's exhausting to hack your way through. Sure. And you feel like you, it's, it's like, um, it's feel, it feels like half your hammer swings are glancing blows. Yeah. Because, and you're you know, frustrated that you're not hitting square. Yeah, it always reminds me of, you know, the, the, the little house in the prairie where Pa has to go because the, the crop gets ruined or whatever. And him and Mr. Edwards go and are like doing the mining thing where they have to like, one of them turns the the chisel and the other one hits with the sledgehammer, turns the chisel, you know, and they the competition. Anyway, I, I it always reminds me of that because like at the beginning, they're kind of bad at it because they're like, uh, like tentative. And then by the end, they're like slamming it down. But like, that's, 
But at the beginning, it's like, well, why would you have that guy? He's a farmer. He's not a miner. You know, right. why would you expect him to be as good as the miner? Um, I don't know. It's yeah, it's interesting. I, I would say that in the long run, as far as you're concerned, uh, I would I would get into video once you are satisfied with everything else. But the video stuff, it's a it's a lot of gear. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You know, and if it takes away from what is arguably your strength, which is the 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 actual conversation and listening to what the person is saying and reacting to it, well, then I'd say absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And there mm-hmm. definitely is something that gets lost when there's more people around. I'm taking pictures tomorrow of 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 a musician, and she she asked me yesterday if she could bring her her agent, her manager along, and I was like, I'd really rather you not. You know, yeah. Well, what like, is that ad? Exactly. It's just like uh, you know. It's like if if you insist, sure, but we're just taking pictures and. In my experience, we get much better stuff when there aren't extra people around, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and I, so I feel like there's definitely an element of that in your work. There's enough people who have a hard time being in front of a microphone and having somebody hit record. They're, they're awkward enough in that. Stick a right. camera on them. Right. Yeah, the, the John Hurt. John Hurt's been in front of a camera since he was 10 years old. Right. You know, your average yeah. photographer has not. Right. And that right. completely changes the dynamic. Um, Agreed. So anyway, just that, that's my yeah. that's my two cents. <sighs> need another cup of coffee. You need to go you need to go get coffee? No, I won't. I'll get some after. Uh is the resurgence of styles and gear. Is this the thing we were talking about on the phone the other day? The Stephen Shore? Is that where you were going with that? Uh yeah, you you asked me to write it. Yeah, add it to the notes. We were okay. talking about. Yeah, go ahead. How did how did Stephen Shore come up? You were um, saying you saw his. You you were following his Instagram, no, no, or you got well, a book of his. I got a book, um, and it just it's not very good. It's not very interesting. It's 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 uh, it's it's the banality of Eggleston without the compelling nature of Eggleston. Yeah, it's it's just mundane. Yeah. Uh, some people really like Stephen Shore and, oh, that's what it was. So you were saying that. And then we were saying how even his Instagram feed is not really our cup of tea. Um, no. and, and it's, it seems even, it seems even more mundane than the earlier work. Yes. Uh, I, I agree. And it's, yeah, it's interesting. And I and I was thinking, you know, in the 1980s, I guess it was, or seventies when Stephen Shore was doing a lot of this stuff, um, there was this resurgence from smaller cameras up to bigger cameras. So mm-hmm. things got to the point where they were, uh, you, you, you were, you were going back to these giant eight by tens on sticks and, and taking things big. It was sort of like this, not step backwards directly, but sort of a, a sideways backwards step. Like, okay, we've gone smaller, more handheld. You know what? Let's take our time and go over here and try it. And, it became part of the the zeitgeist of a lot of 70s photography in the fine art world was this sort of large format, slowed down, big print, mundane subject in the sense that they generally weren't moving, right? You know, because mm-hmm. things were slower. Um, and I was just saying to you, do you think that will ever happen uh, in, in, in the future that we're going to go back to like that we're going to take this sort of uh, tangential move? We're going to jump in another direction to, to, to sort of have photography find itself again. 
I, th- I think you, I think it's happening now. I mean, I, I think that there are a lot of people that are, that are exploring alternate processes that are exploring, um, maybe not even vintage hardware, but, but older hardware, um, medium format, large format. I'm, I'm following a lot more people that are shooting four by five. Sure. Um, and, and getting these beautiful results. Which then they're putting down to a t- hundred and t- uh, or hundred and thousand pixel image. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> the, the, I think it's, it's become, Hmm. I think photography for a lot of people has become about process again. Whatever it that has, means to them, whatever that means to them, whether it's the, the digital portion of it or whether it's an analog portion of it, or whether it's finding a hybrid between the two. Um, a couple people I follow are digital photographers, but then they print uh, a negative to then do platinum or palladium analog printing. Sure. Yeah. Or vice versa. Right. They're analog photographers doing work in the digital darkroom and then either printing on paper or, or doing some sort of hybrid printing on different substrates. Yeah, but do you, do you think that'll ever become the main become mainstream again or do you think no. we're so splintered in, like everything else in life because the internet culture and the globalism and you know yeah i don't think it'll be main. i think i think there will be shards of it it will get picked up for for a campaign or it will get picked up for a one sheet or it will get picked up for a project but i i don't see it becoming you know the people's photography again yeah i took a i took a class in uh, uh, platinum printing a few a couple of years ago. Uh, went and do it like a workshop where a guy was talking about it and showed the process and tried it and everything. Um, it's the kind of thing. It's like it's interesting to me, but I don't think it'll. If I have the idea of a photograph that is sort of the ideal picture in my head of what I'm trying to do, it doesn't require an alternative process to get there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't get me any closer to what's in my head. And so therefore I've never really gotten, I've never dug deep. Right. You know? Um, well, like, and frankly, it's a lot more work. And, it's a and lot I, of work. I think a, the vast majority of photographers don't want to do the work. They don't want to do any work. They want to take the picture, upload the picture. Yeah. They don't even want to print the picture. What's printing? <laughs> What's this printing of which you speak? Right. <laughs> You know, I, I myself have, have kind of fallen in love with, with seeing printed work again. I've got dozens of prints that I've made in the last several months since I got this new printer. And has it made me want to get back into the darkroom? Sure. But I also like the idea of, of making the analog portion of my process on the front end and then getting the advantages of, of, uh, digital post-processing and digital printing and, sure. and being able to print on multiple substrates and, and have you gotten that film to... developed yet? No, I can't find it. <laughs> well, you can't find I, any film. I looked for it the other day, that roll of Tri-X. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't find it. Oh, 
It's got to be somewhere. It's, it's, it's somewhere in it's a, it's in a special place in my office here. But yeah, it's a, it's in a very special place. It's in some super. It's so special. I don't know where it is. Well, you know what? I, I have that. It's thing. like the holy of holies. Yeah, it's the, the <laughs> no one the, goes down there except for priests. Yeah, it's it's in a super <laughs> secret hiding place where I went. You know what? I'm going to put it here so I don't forget so, where it is. Yeah, and exactly. I've completely forgotten where it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, it, it, I i i look the world changes you got to go along with the changes that the world takes you but i but i do believe that there's something it's both kind of cool that there's no modern school of photography that everyone is sort of on board with going in a certain direction it's cool that everything goes in a million different directions all at the same time but there is something that gets lost that there's no um, camaraderie of style anymore. You know what I mean? That there's that, that it's 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 sort of like it it doesn't feel like photography is working together to push photography forward. It's just sort of like capitalism in photography now, where it's like yeah, everyone's it's, I mean, working on their own thing, and maybe some of us win and some of us lose, but like we're all trying to you know. As opposed to people working together like an army trying to push the art forward. Yeah, yeah. You know? There's no there's no creative silk road. Yeah. Where everybody's sort of at different places, but they're all kind of on the same path. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I'm not trying to be like overly nostalgic. It's just that there it's it 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 at least gave you a compass to know which direction you're headed in. Yes. On the other hand, where it is now gives you license to, to do anything you want. To explore, yeah, further than maybe you would have before. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a double edged sword, like anything. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know; it's just something I've been I've been thinking about a lot, and I don't I don't know where I'm going with that. I just if anybody has any thoughts on that, let me know because I'm over I'm obsessing about it. Podcast at ontakingpictures.com or hit us up on on Instagram or on Twitter at Bill Wadman and Jeffrey Sidoris, respectively. Uh, yes, those are, those are all true statements, <laughs> right? By the way, Connecticut style, uh, lobster rolls were delicious. Don't get her started. Ask Mr. Connors. Connor says, uh, Connecticut style wins. That's what, what he said. That's I'm just, I'm just, I'm just relaying a message. Don't kill the message. Connors. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, Hey, uh, we should talk about our sponsor Squarespace. Our what? Sponsor Squarespace. Have, have you heard of Squarespace before? I, I have, but I've forgotten what sponsor it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cute. Ah! Uh, uh, yeah. Set your website apart. Is, is that part of is, what is what is, I want to is that their is there is that their new uh the that's that's the new, the new one? one. That's the God. new one. They they man, they they have a new tagline every six weeks. Right. Uh, uh get a domain, create a site, build a store. Those are your choices. Yeah. I mean, you can do everything on Squarespace now. Uh, Choose a template starting at twelve bucks. Yeah, I uh, I have I guess I have two three sites on Squarespace. Three sites on Squarespace. You know, what's actually really nice is if you have multiple sites on Squarespace that you can have them all connected to one account, so you can just like jump between them within the admin interface. It's actually right. it's a it's pretty slick, I must admit. Uh, and uh, and I I actually keep my domains hosted on hover and they have a great way to connect your hover domains over to squarespace which is fantastic mm -hmm. uh so guys go over to squarespace your site will look professional 
uh, because they have professionally designed uh, templates that look great regardless of your skill level. You have no coding is required. They got uh, intuitive and easy to use tools to drag and drop images in and to add audio and video links from YouTube and Vimeo and and you can connect uh, from and to your different social media accounts and 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 share things to your social media when you add stuff to a blog and crazy stuff like that and you get a free domain name for a year uh, uh, when you sign up for a year you get a free domain name is so, is adding stuff to a blog really that crazy uh, no but having it automatically <laughs> share that all over the web is pretty cool <laughs> Uh, although I'll tell you, is it crazy? Well, nowadays with the level of traffic you get from a blog, (laughs) it might be crazy. Would you say it's crazy? crazy. Whatever happened to him? Whatever happened to CeeLo Green? (laughs) What's he doing now? That's who that is? CeeLo Green. Green. Yeah. Gnarls Barkley. Oh, is that the same guy? Yes. Oh, I don't know. I can't keep track of this stuff. There was somebody on the Democratic National Convention last night. I was was it CeeLo Green? No, it was somebody singing, some girl, and I was like, I have no idea who that is. It's some girl who's singing, and it turns out it was Demi Lovato? Lovano? Lovato? And I was like, yeah, I, I vaguely know the name. Demi Lovato. See? See, now you're looking see, what at what we up. got? What do we got? Uh, so go over to Squarespace and start your Does free Demi trial. Does Demi Lovato to- use Squarespace? I don't know, but like she, well, she should because they're the best, and I'm sure it's better than whatever site she has set up. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com. When you just sign up, sign up for Squarespace, uh, make sure you use the code OTP uh, to show your support for uh, for on taking pictures. Uh, so thank you very you, much to Squarespace for supporting Five by Five and you OTP. Get, you get something? You get ten percent off your first purchase. You didn't say that. Oh, I did not. I'm no. sorry. Like just uh, 10% off your first purchase. OTP just for random <laughs> sake. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, use the code OTP to get there 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for on taking pictures. And you get some cookies. They'll we give started you, they earlier today. This cookies. Is, this, don't tell them that because now we're like contractually obligated to send them cookies. I'm not on the hook for cookies. Maybe. I didn't say I would send them cookies. <laughs> You know what are actually kind of good? You know, like the the crappy little butter cookies with the hole in the middle, like the little flower looking ones that they sell at like the corner store, the corner store, you know, the corner store, quote unquote. No, I don't know that. You don't know those? Okay. No. They're like old school. Your grandmother used to have them kind of thing. I made uh, some chocolate ice cream with with Bailey's in it the other day. Uh, That would uh, cause trouble. It's it's good. Do you do that during the day or? Maybe. It's like it's like I had it this morning for That's breakfast. Right. Five o'clock somewhere, baby. <laughs> Why do you think I'm so saucy? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so good. Hey, you gonna get one of these alien bees? You say you are, but I yeah, I, I will. I, I'm suspect. Uh, yeah. So so for people who are fans of alien bees and Paul Buff, uh, the Buff people put out a, a new strobe finally, uh, which is kind of nice. Uh, called the Digi Bee. There's a 400 and 800 version which are 160 and 320 watt seconds respectively uh they're kind of like slimmed down einsteins in some way so they're with an led modeling lamp That's yes neat. yeah and and daylight balanced led modeling lamp which is yeah. kind of interesting uh, so you, could, you could almost use it for fill and apparently it's very bright like the equivalent of a 400 watt lamp um ultra bright led uh controlled down to a tenth of a stop increments all the way down to 164th power um, so you got you could use this 
because you can you can put this in a PLM or a softbox or yep. or whatever. You could use this as a constant light. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be a ton of light if once you put it into a softbox or something. But four hundred watts, though, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I I I I'd, I'd be interested to see how well it does because you put anything in a softbox and you lose a lot. I mean, if you were shooting at eight hundred or sixteen hundred and you were, you were open, you'd probably be fine. Um, but, uh, but these are great because the alien bees were sort of, uh, almost like a cube shaped, right? Where these are now like a, a little, cube kind of cutting out, yeah. yeah, cut a third off of the back of it. So they're smaller, which is great. And they're super light, which is great. Uh, the, like the Einstein goes down to, I think 128th or 256th power. So it's a lot more power variability. Uh, the Einsteins, uh, do the high speed stuff where they can do flashes that are, you know one thirteen thousandth of a second and that kind of stuff, which is handy for catching water and stuff. So does this cost 309 bucks? So so are they only adjustable in full stops? No, no, no. 10th of a stop. 10th of a stop. Okay. Which is, which is pretty great. And they can use the, uh, 10th F stop increments. Yeah. And they can use the little, uh, um, uh, remote control receiver, the the commander. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Uh, which I do not own, but, uh, but which is pretty darn cool. So, you know, a couple of these and a vagabond for eight hundred bucks or something—that's insane. It's crazy, uh, and and super super useful. Yeah. So when I when I replace my bees, which will be soon because they're getting old, um, I will probably buy a couple of these. This would I be wonder- cool for on like if I didn't need the full power of the Einstein, just needed a smaller light because it's so light and small. Right. Yeah. I wonder if these are using the same tubes. The same light source are there are they are they more consistent in terms of of color balance oh. from shot to shot uh you know just the fact that these are digitally controlled probably means that they are better than the old bees not that the old bees were people overstate that whole like oh from shot to shot the white balance shifts crazy and it's like it shifts a little and who the hell like unless you're the kind of person who is going to say all right this shot is how it looks and just copy that to all the rest of these and i need them perfectly consistent because i'm just burning a cd and handing them to the client it's like you're gonna mess with the shots more anyway. So I, I've never had a big problem with that. Um, and people who claim that that's like this huge limiting factor, it's like it's a two hundred and fifty dollar light. What do you expect? You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not the best light in the world. It's not gonna hold up to a ten thousand dollar brawn, but the Einstein does. So, you know, uh, these are probably somewhere in between, my guess. But uh, so yeah, what are, they, what are they going? So they're three oh nine for the small one, three fifty for the for the eight eight hundred, which is pretty nice. Yeah. So f- what are they? Fifty dollars more, eighty dollars more? Yeah, something like that. Than than the than the old ones. The old ones are two twenty four. The new one is three oh nine. So are they going to discontinue the other ones? Do you think? Uh, they have not yet. So I think for uh, a lot of people, uh, they may keep them around. I I like the old ones. I still have. Well, I have two of them and a ring light, um, and all of them are, are perfectly nice and uh, very, very useful. So anyway, DigiB. So go check them out if you are in the need for a new light. Uh, Buff apparently has you covered even more now. But right. yeah, they look kind of cool. Yeah, they're neat. Yeah. it's You know, it's interesting. I was watching a review of one of these the other day because somebody was talking about it. Uh And it was like a video, a written review and then a... Uh, 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 you know, a uh, 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 video review. And, you know, no matter what the guy said, there were people all in the comments, just, it's like haters everywhere. You know, why are you such a shill for Paul Buff? You should buy this crazy Japanese light on eBay. It's like, 
Oh, for God's sakes. He never said other things were bad. He was just saying this one was good. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff drives me crazy. I don't even know why people read the comments on reviews online because <laughs> there's crazy people everywhere, you know? There are crazy people everywhere. And I will say that I have had Buff Lights, you know, I've owned pro photos and stuff too, but like I've, I've owned Buff Lights since 2005 and I, and they still work great 11 years later and I've had nothing but good, uh, uh, you know, relations with their company over the years. Like if something needs to get fixed, they're fantastic. I broke something on one of my Einsteins, the little, the up at the top, there's a thing that, you know, you screw down onto uh, an umbrella and I over tightened it and cracked the plastic and I called them and I said, you know, what do I do? And they're like, Oh, just send it back at 40 bucks. We'll replace the outer shell and we'll replace it with the new one, which is stronger anyway. And blah, 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 blah. And we'll take care of shipping and all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, that's a completely reasonable amount of money to pay for a part, you know? Then again, if they change the formula of plastic because they knew it wasn't strong enough, they should have replaced it. They should it replace free. it anyway. Yeah. Mine's the old one. And then I, there, there's a base piece that, that your, uh, uh, camera goes on, on the ring light and I lost mine or it broke or something. And for $40, I called dollars, they sent you another one. Well, no. And I said, I said, I said, how much? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, Oh yeah, we can get you a new one. She's like, oh, it'll cost like $6. I was like, right. Yeah, sure. You know, but they could screw you, but they don't, you know, which I kind of like anyway, put that out there. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, what else do right. you want to talk about? Uh, well, we, we can go to the group. Yeah. Let's, what do we got in the group? So last week was newsworthy, you know, Yep, yep, yep. Worthy of news. Uh, Jeremy Bryant, I hope nobody was hurt in that that motorhome that is now just a burned-out hulk. That's terrifying. Yeah. That's that's no good. I hope nobody was injured. Uh, I also like Justice's picture of the flooding in northern Wisconsin. Wow, look at that. Oh, yeah, with this, this giant area Eight of the inches highway. of rain, yeah. Great perspective, though, Justice. Love that down on the tarmac there. Yeah, that's... God, look at that. It just ripped that entire road away. Yeah. Nice shot. Uh, uh, scary the sand fire. Yeah, boy. Friends and, and such back in California. What was 35,000 acres and it's only 10% contained? A lot of burning. Dry, it, dry, 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 dry. When you were a kid, were there the same kind of fires or is that a new thing? Um, there were fires there, you know, there was fire season. Uh, were there the same? I, I don't know. Gosh, I don't know. It's it to my memory. It, it feels hotter, whatever this means. It feels hotter now than it did then. You, you know, I remember California summers being really nice. And when I went to Arizona to visit my dad, that was hot. Yeah. You know, and now it, it's that hot in in everywhere. California. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, D.C. was the hottest city in the country for a little while yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I'm not surprised. 100 and whatever, blah, 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 with 9,000% humidity. Yeah, it does, um, it does get very uh, hot. In it's hot. It's and hot. And humid. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. To, to answer your question, I don't, I don't have that level of memory. But I do remember it being hotter in Arizona when I went away with my, with my dad than it was in California. Yeah, yeah, at the yeah, time. yeah. Uh, Mo Morgan. What do we got going on here? We've got a, a police line. What, what were you? Were you? Were you handcuffed, Mo Morgan? What happened here? What's going on? I wouldn't be surprised. 
<laughs> We've heard the stories. Can't uh, trust that Mo guy is as far as you can throw him. Thomas Sorensen, uh, love this. This uh, motorsport. I, I think motorsport photography is really interesting. I, I I am fascinated because you've got to you've got to be quick on the draw, man. You've got to be panning quickly. You got to be Johnny on the spot with the it's subject. It's the one thing you need the uh, modern auto autofocus systems for. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, terrific sequence. Hey, to go into the main group pictures, or actually in the personal projects, and look at Adam's picture of uh, Jan's road. Uh, a fellow OTP listener wearing uh, our wearing shirt. the shirt. Look at that. Yeah. Right on. Uh, a little lucha libre, love that. There's a there's a, a a big luchador event in LA at the Mayan called Lucha Vavum. Um, Not if, Lucha Vavavavum. I, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Is it? No. No, Lucha Vavum. Yeah, that was right. It's okay. just fun saying Vavavavum. Uh, yeah, if you go to uh, to Lucha Vavum. Dot com. They have they have them pretty regularly, but there's like the the luchadors and there there are uh, like burlesque shows and there are comedians and there and the the Mayan is a a, a really beautiful old um, venue in uh, in L A. So a lot of fun if you're into that kind of thing. Um, what else? I love this justice. I love this uh, this reflection shot. Yeah. Does, uh, which one? Uh, Wait, let me find where it. is it? Really nice. Uh, window, some lamps in the window. Uh, there's a flag. I like that a lot. Uh, let's see. Mike Waller, Seattle monorail. No longer newsworthy. Still a cool <laughs> shot. Uh, look at this. Dwayne Christensen, new national record. Seems pretty newsworthy. This guy deadlifting 865 pounds. I could do that. Can you do that? Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> yeah, once. Yeah, look at that. You know what the great thing about looking at that is? The fact that, look at how the steel bar is bending. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Uh, Jason Fosera, Jason, some of your silhouette shots you've been posting are really gorgeous. Love those. Love to see that. Um, what else? Uh, hey, look at there. There's John Dilworth. Hi, John. What is that? A little XT. What is that? Uh, X one hundred T. Yeah. Yep. Nice camera, but man, they're they're still like thirteen hundred bucks. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, another Matthew Zoo, another one from the fire boy. I'm Ryan sure they'll there. come up with a new one pretty soon, and then, you know. Yeah, and they'll they'll drop in price. Exactly. Uh, okay, so lots of good stuff. Uh, John Dilworth. Uh, at Jeffrey Sidoris. So at the Deanne Arbus exhibit, they had photographs from her contemporaries. This one is from Gregory Crudson's lesser known grandfather, Eddie Crudson. Yeah, it's <laughs> the nudist great. shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, should send, I'll send that to Gregory. That's funny. Uh, okay, so how about uh, panoramic for this week? Sounds good. Panoramic. Panoramic. So it could be, as you pointed out well, before we started recording, it could be a panorama or it could be a crop or it could be, uh, gosh, I guess you could do a sequence of, yeah. of, of, you or know. Or just a straight image of something that is panoramic in your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to uh, Zion or Yellowstone. Um, Zion's or, my favorite. Is it? Zion is my least favorite. Uh, I like Zion. I enjoyed Zion far more than Bryce. 
Uh, I'm still Yosemite is still. Oh, Yosemite's yeah, absolutely. But uh, Zion has a special meaning to me. Uh, Conrad and I really like Zion. That was our, I think that was our first national park together. Huh. Yeah. Downhill ever since. Yep. <laughs> now we're going to Ever- the Everglades. That's right. Uh, all right. So panoramic is the assignment. Uh, you found, this is a, uh, somebody that I, I had, no- oh, God. Are you looking? Well, okay. Arthur. Tress. Arthur Tress. I'm going to tell you the same thing. Is Arthur still? Arthur. Jesus. Oh, flash sight. Quit, <laughs> quit making flash sights, people. It's almost better just to type in Arthur Tress in, uh, uh, in Google and you will get better, better, easier uh, images. Right. Um. So I was on the phone yesterday with my friend Marilyn Fish, who uh, is an older woman who runs a camera club uh, and uh, works at this gallery that I've shown some stuff at and whatnot. And she asked me to come judge a competition and to speak in September. So yeah, I'm speaking in September in New York. If anybody wants to come hear me talk, I'm speaking at this camera club and I think everyone's welcome. It's like five bucks or something to come. Or you can just keep tuning in and hear him. talk. Or you can just hear me talk here. Uh, but I'll be talking through a bunch of work. Um, I'll, I'll have more details on that later. Uh, but she and I were talking about it and I, and I, and I mentioned that I'm working on this new project that are kind of like the initial idea was that they were like dreams and she said, do you know Arthur Tress's work? And I said, no. And she goes, oh, he did a whole, a whole uh, a series of images uh, that are dreams. And it's children's dreams. And they are pretty amazing. So hmm. t- type in Arthur Tress dreams into Google there and you'll, you'll, you'll get a bunch of images. Um, they're pretty darn creepy. So there's like, you know, this kid with like somebody dressed in this black hood with the kid in front of them. There's like a kid with a machine gun inside of a TV. Uh, uh, There's a kid with the, like the, almost like the, the giant hockey gloves, but he almost looks like the Hulk gloves kind of thing, like down on his knees. Um, Oh yeah. The goalie gloves. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, like, there's this one where this like kids coming out the roof of a building that's like on this empty plane with like an old ship in the background. There's just like these really kid coming out of a chair. Wait, I didn't get to that one yet. Where's that Creepy. one? Creepy. And the kids with the masks. Like they're they're wow. pretty cool, right? Yeah. Uh and I just thought that this was this guy uh there's one further down where it's like a kid on the ground uh with 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 a with a horse from a carousel like on top of him. Yeah. So man, wow. if these if these are the dreams that these kids were having. <laughs> You know, yeah, this is wild. Yeah. Or were like, these, were these kids being experimented on in some I know. Sort of weird government research laboratory? You see, you see the one with the, 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 like the little black kid with the mouse ears, like the Mickey mouse ears. Like, oh yeah. And he's buried up he's to his buried? chest. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. Or the, the next one down with like the nerdy kid with the little glasses, like the little John Lennon glasses, but he's got, instead of hands, he's got like, like these roots from like these bulbs Yeah, as his hands. I mean, these are like really, really creepy. Edward Bulby hands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I just thought that uh, these were pretty funky and yeah. something, uh, definitely a guy who's, who's doing something work. a little different. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's still around. Um, well, let's send him a note to fix his Flash website. Oh, you you hate the Flash websites. Well, did like you, you did you have a Flash website for years? Because when Flash was still oh I don't know relevant. Yeah, this is actually a live books website. People love that live books. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> but people do love the live books. Isn't that weird? Yes. I don't know why they do that. I don't know. But I wow, think it's because it's easy to just put stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you go if you go to his website, there's the whole uh, classic images section, and a lot of these are in there. There's like a creepy one of a guy and his mother next to an ironing board, and he's got his iron like on his mother's hand. Right. And it's like, man, what is going? <laughs> what's going on in that relationship? You there's know? a video as well called Trespassing that you put up. That's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a video of him talking and stuff, which uh, you can go uh, listen to him speak, um, which is pretty interesting stuff. Nice. So uh, Arthur Tress, he's, uh, yeah, born in 1940 in Brooklyn. So I think he might be around here. I may have to, I may have to look him up and uh, see, what his, see what his deal is. But he's been exhibitioning since 71, which means he was, what, 21 years old? So he has been around... Uh, for a long, long time. Or, or 31. Uh, oh, 1940, you're right, 31. My bad. I was doing the, I was doing the math. I, it's, in my head, I had his 50. Currently resides in Cambria, California. Where's that? Uh, kind of north of LA, um, below Santa Barbara. Oh, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not far from uh, uh, San Luis Obispo. Right. Which I just like saying. Uh, yeah, it's, it's San Luis Obispo is a cool town. Uh, yeah, some I stayed in there somewhere at some crazy old hotel. I think it was San Luis Obispo, or it might have been the town south of there somewhere. I stayed in this weird old creepy hotel that a bunch of famous people stayed in while making a movie. It was like this really. I'll have to I'll have to find it. I yeah, we stayed. We were coming out of um. Uh, Sequoia National Park, and came down and stayed sorry, down there. Above, ab- my mistake. Above, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's north Santa of all there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, stayed at this really crazy, weird hotel that was uh, like something out of a, a dream. I like things that are out of a dream. Yeah, well, they make me happy. There you go. And they freak me out. What was I? Th- uh, oh, I was thinking of Carpinteria. Where's Carpinteria? That's down below Santa Barbara. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Cambria is up by Paso Robles. Okay. Well, there the a lot of good wine in Paso Robles. Really? Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's wine everywhere in in California. Well, there used to be when there was water. Oh, they may have yeah, the 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 guy the chair with just the head where the oh that's that's creepy. what I said the chair with the head. I just I missed that one. Oh, Oof. that's creepy. Yeah. Oh, that's going to give me nightmares. Arthur Uh, Tress. Good good call. Good call. Um, Anything else? Uh, Anything else? Uh, I got some new ink for my fountain pen. That's interesting. Yeah, that that is interesting. Yeah. It's very very interesting. Noodler's Black is what it is, in case you're interested. (laughs) Noodler's Delight? Noodler's Black. Hop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A fine pit, Tim, and you don't stop. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all right. If uh, you want to get a hold of us, podcast, podcast. on takingpictures.com. 
podcast. Uh, leave us a voicemail, 347-687-9411. Thanks for not leaving us a voicemail this week, Tom. Well, Tom's doing the convention, right? I don't want to hear excuses. I want to hear results. Tom you know what I'm is saying? A, hey, you know. Uh, oh, he could bump into Dan down there. My buddy Dan's down there. Did you did you happen to uh, to watch uh, Michelle Obama's speech? I did. Listen to about two thirds of Michelle Obama's speech. Why isn't she running? She's great. She's great. Cory Booker's great. Uh, Elizabeth Warren is great. They're all great. Bernie's great. They're uh, they're they're solid. They're solid people. But yeah, Michelle's pretty great. Very well spoken woman. She is a uh, hell 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 of a hell of a human being. I like I like her. her. I think yeah. she's pretty cool. She seems she really cool. cool. And the two of them are just adorable. It seems really, really just whip smart. Oh, yeah. 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 Maybe she's like the brains behind the whole thing. Maybe. Yeah. I always, I always, I always suspect that. Yeah. Um, anything else? Nope. All I'm, right. uh, I'm shooting today. What are you shooting? I'm shooting camera bodies for the book. Oh, okay. I am, I am focus stacking camera bodies Ugh, focus stacking is cool in photoshop <laughs> letting it do it is really cool yeah uh yeah so, it actually uh, does it really well i don't know how the hell it does it i've done a little bit of that lately. i've never done it this is a this will be a new experience yeah, so it's like rack through and then you stick it all into photoshop and layers and you go merge all these and it goes okay and it comes out in focus and you're like wait a minute how did it do that yeah i'm excited so uh, I'm shooting, shooting those and I'm shooting uh, cable releases today and all kinds of stuff. Actually, okay. Fun. I got yeah. a, I've actually got a pack. I've got to shoot this afternoon. So uh, let's, all right. uh, let's wrap this up and wrap we will up. see you next week. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a fantastic week. If you've got things, send them in. We'd love to hear from you. Yep. Email us. Let us know what's going on with you. Be good to each other. We'll see you next week. This way.